Paulie Malanaji here for another episode of Paulie TV. You know, we like to get guests on sometimes. Sometimes we just talk a bunch of crap and just, you know, get your debates and, and opinions. And we just give my opinions. Well, today we got a guest. We got a guest. Super featherweight prospect Andres Cortez and his brother Louis Cortez, who is his trainer. Okay, now we, we, tend, we tend to see some father-son combinations in, 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 as far as boxer and, and trainer in boxing but rarely we get the the brother uh and boxer combination right so at least uh, as far as the trainer because a lot of times the bo the brother's either either boxing himself or he's not boxing or he's just doing something else completely you know so in this case it's a uh not your typical combination but it's a family affair nonetheless so welcome to the show bro what's going on thank you what's going on guys having a good day or what all right, we're gonna wake you guys. <laughs> wake you guys up. So first of all, let's start. You know, uh, I, I saw in the, in the user from Las Vegas. So yeah. we, we, I remember when I was coming up the ladder, we hadn't had a Las Vegas-born world champion. A lot of boxers moved to Las Vegas and they win world championships, but Las Vegas-born world champions. And when, during my generation, E.J. Smith became a Las Vegas-born world champion. Uh, so, uh, is your fam? Where's your family originally from? They moved here from California, or, or, they, or have they been here in Vegas for a while? Um, my parents met in. LA. LA. So my brother was born in LA. Okay. Um, I was born here. I was born and raised in Vegas. So um, so you got a chance to actually uh, add to that list soon, right? Yeah, I'm going to be one of the greatest to ever come out of Vegas. That's good, right. good stuff. Good stuff, man. Uh, first, before we get into your career, how'd you guys, uh, how, how did the, I, I got to ask, you know, yeah. how did the combination of, of fighter and, and trainer start uh, among brothers? How, how, how did that, how did you guys come to that, come to that decision? Um, I mean, we went through some hard times mm -hmm. and, you know, just life. Mm -hmm. And so he was, he'll tell you, he was national champ, like, you know, multiple times. And, you know, everybody was kind of banking on him to do something good. Are you older, Louis? Yeah. Okay. Five so you, you always, you always, you're the older brother always kind of sets the building blocks a lot of times. It sets the yeah. example. Yeah. But yeah, he just, uh, he didn't have the discipline. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in boxing, it takes all it is, is discipline. It and is. he started, you know, going with girls, smoking, drinking. And, you know, that's a huge downfall. And um, I kind of learned from that, and I seen what what you can and can't do. And um, I don't know, I just kind of stayed disciplined. And you know, he wanted to stop boxing, and I wanted to continue. And uh, so, yeah. you know, a lot of times that's what I say. You know, you, people lead by example, right? But a yeah. lot of times, even examples will teach you what to do and also what not to do. A lot of times, you know, and yeah. your your brother ended up being a a teacher in in things that he did. He yeah. had success as an amateur, but also things also things that he did that weren't. Uh, privy to that maybe some other people aren't privy to understanding how bad they are they can be to you know continue to compete as as an elite level fighter what so what happened with you Lou? like why, why don't you start with you first then man what what are you what man. what national how many times did you win the nationals uh, uh three times three times yeah. which which got tournaments the gold gloves got the jos and the silver gloves man so you and yeah. you got the national golden gloves too so you yeah. got a senior tournament in there as well you know and all right how many amateur fights do you guys both have I like 130. 130. And you, Lou? Like 100. 100. All right. All right. And at what point did it start going sideways for you, man? Like, were you still an amateur or did you turn pro? I wanted to go uh, pro really bad. Because I'm sure as a National Golden Glove champion, yeah. you're getting some offers, right? Yeah. Oh, like, not really. Believe mm -hmm. it or not, not mm -hmm. really. Uh, I really wanted to go pro. I just didn't know how to go pro. Mm -hmm. uh, all I knew was just the amateur program, mm -hmm. you know. And, uh, of course, you know, things got hard. I had to find ways to get money or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. But um, 
all we knew was this amateur program. So then my brother was still extremely involved with the amateurs. So then, you know, I was like, well, let's, let's, you know, start working together, you know? Mm -hmm. So I, I, I always had a passion, you know, I've been passion driven all my, all my life. Of course, you know, I was raised in Las Vegas, not the friendliest place, you know, with a lot of distractions, casinos, yeah. places to go, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, but, um, I think it's been a blessing in disguise. I, I feel like us combining together makes us much stronger than being in, individual boxers, you know. But um, And also I think that, you know, the family situation makes you want the yeah. best for one another. Amen. You know, uh, Amen. You, it, it's, it, I feel like with siblings, you know, you just grow up together. You know, yeah. you use maybe a lot of, maybe you shared rooms or you just, oh, yeah. you know, you just hang exactly. out together. You know, like yeah, right. the father-son combination is, I, I mean, it definitely has worked plenty for fighters, but with brothers it's it's interesting because you don't see it that you don't see the dynamic that much with trainers but you kind of know each other a lot of times siblings know each other better than the parents know them you know because yeah. you know you are talking about everything exactly. and you're not discussing with parents so so uh i when you're talking in the corner you're talking in the gym you 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 know tentatively you've had you have uh, arguably you have a dynamic that you know goes beyond just the the typical trainer and fighter routine do you argue I mean, with siblings, I remember me and my siblings used to argue and fight a, a, a lot. Me, me and my brother, we were close. So, so how does the argument end up with when you to arguing as a as as a trainer and fighter? Do you are you able to separate the fact that you're brothers? Because with me and my brothers, bro, we, we it's come to blows. <laughs> so right. how do you avoid yeah. that and make you one and make it an understanding that you are are in in charge when it's in the gym? You know what, man? We have a very special uh, relationship. Um, we've been through it all, of course. You know, we've been with the rumbles and tumbles in the house, you know. But I think at the end of the day, that just made us stronger. You know, I don't like that energy. You know, I try to stay extremely positive, you know, mentally. So, you know, I think you grow up. And I we grew up in a very special way. And um, in the gym, I mean, we just push each other, you know. Like, my passion is, is boxing, and my dream is to was once to be a world champion. Like I used to wake up and think about it, shadow box, whatever, you know how it goes. Mm -hmm. So it's like when my brother touches that, that world title, I'm gonna get that relief off my back and you know, probably shed a little tear or something, but you know, yeah. that, that, that's my motive. So, mm -hmm. you know, when, we go, when he goes hard in the gym, it motivates me, like we go 45 to an hour in the ring, like I, with, the, with the pads and the sticks and the body bag and the whole nine yards. You know, I think that's what makes us a, a tad bit different from everybody else. You know, a lot of these trainers, they got all these fighters they got to focus on. I don't do that. You know, mm -hmm. I just focus on my brother, and, and I love my brother. So that's that's what makes this, you know, ex extremely and you, and you brought beautiful. Up, and you brought up passion. It's a word I've seen you now bring up a couple of times, and it's something I always bring up. I always bring up the fact that anything you do in life, you can't really excel at it unless there's passion and enthusiasm yeah. behind it. You know, I remember I used to hear the saying when I was a kid, like, oh, if you don't do, you got to do what you love. You'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, you know, you exactly. got to do, do what you love. But I'm like, I used to think like, you know, I wasn't even boxing at the time. But I used to think like, who loves to go to work, man? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, you know, you do it because you have to, you know? Mm -hmm. like, and then you see you get older, you realize you have, you know, you, some people have certain interests and, and they enjoy getting, going to work. You know what I mean? Then, you know, sometimes, you know, you eventually get old enough to have a girlfriend and you, you just enjoy not being around her all the time. You know, <laughs> so you go to work, you know, so you can get away from her and go back home, you know, to have split your time. Uh, or um, just in general, you know, that you realize 
the most important part, that passion and enthusiasm makes you get better because you're working so hard. If it doesn't feel like work, you're working, you're getting better without feeling the, the, the drag of, oh, this is hard work. You know, I remember, I don't know if you, what you guys think, but I remember people, I look, so look at me like, how do you do that? Doesn't it hurt? Or, you know, this, you know, the stupid questions that the layman or the regular people ask you, the casuals, like, I could never do that every day. And I remember thinking, bro, I could never go to work every day, you know, on, on punching a clock. Uh, for me, that's a nightmare, you know. Like, but for them, the nightmare is, you know, doing what we did, you know, yeah, what you yeah, do, you know, yeah. like having to deal with that is so hard, it's so difficult. But when you love it, when you love it, you actually look forward to it, you know. So it's important. I, I feel like that you brought up that passion. So how did you kind of you went from having that passion as a fighter? When did you realize, you know, that not only were you gonna be your brother's trainer, but that you know. That passion that you could, you could do it with that same passion that you were, that you would uh, boxing or that you had when you were fighting because you mentioned something you know that that I think all fighters that love this can understand getting up in the morning and just start shadow boxing randomly, yeah, bro. Yeah, I exactly. used to I used, I used to get I used to break <laughs> my hands yeah. a lot early in my career. I don't get I would get I was just losing chomping at the bit to get back in the gym and I got this cast on my hand. I can remember moments like two a.m. where I'm waking up and I can't I can't go back to sleep. I start shadow boxing with this cast on my hand because I can't hit nothing with it, you know. And it was crazy. So how did you? transfer that how did you when did you know that you were going to be able to do it? because your brother said okay you kind of started prioritizing other things and, yeah, and yeah, other things kind yeah. of uh maybe you lost a little bit of the passion because other things it, became it more fun it just came natural natural thing i think this is just god's plan mm -hmm. I, I i promise you man mm -hmm. like, well, well also too though i was going to shows when he was working like amateur shows asking other coaches hey wrap me up work my corner I'll, mm. Anyone I would see, hey, I know you, you know, wrap mm -hmm. me up, work my corner. And I was doing like tournaments like that. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I didn't really have nobody supporting me other than my brother. So it was kind of something that also just happened. Yeah, like, it kind of just evolves. Yeah. It evolved naturally. Because you're like, yeah. why should I be asking everybody? Yeah. I have my brother here yeah. and he knows how to do all this stuff. And, and it kind of became like a thing where, where trainers were, would argue to work my corner because I was always winning. Like mm -hmm. they knew if they work my corner, they're going to look good. Yeah, so yeah. it started becoming like that. Why should somebody yeah. else look good when yeah. you can make your brother look yeah. good? Of course, Because you are working in private anyway, yeah. right? A lot of times, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean... You know, you 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 ever get in that spot still? Or no? Man, I did it about like a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It ain't the same when you're not doing it consistently I, it's, anymore. It's hard right? to breathe up in there. Yeah, like yeah. you gotta really know how to breathe up yeah. in there. I think that's my my biggest downfall. <laughs> you know, but well. I enjoy it, man. Like I think becoming a teacher and the and the outside point of view mm -hmm. of the sport. You know, you learn, you mm -hmm. grow more mentally. Mm -hmm. You know, and then uh, and as and as siblings, you're talking even outside the gym. Yeah. So a lot of times. You're really, really, literally living and breathing this because things come from the gym may come up outside the gym. Be like, yo, I like the way you did this. Or what about if we work on this? You know, a lot of time, I mean, for me, when I would leave the gym, I would leave the gym. You know what I mean? My, I'll see my trainer later in the day for another workout or tomorrow, you know? But usually kind of, you just kind of just have each other, you know, can speak at any point, you know, and it, it, situations can come up at any point. So you're, you're, you're improving mentally and psychologically even outside the gym all the time, yeah. you know? So talk about uh, w w your amateur career, Andres. What, how did, uh, you, you got started following your brother's footsteps. Yeah. Uh, how many, uh, how ma you said you had 130 amateur fights. Did you uh, yeah. compete at the nationals? Or? Yeah. Um, you know, sadly, I wasn't the best amateur because I didn't have like a, a real solid foundation. Yeah, it you were telling always, me you yeah. were getting other trainers yeah. to work your stuff, yeah. you know? It was really <laughs> always like just run a bunch of miles mm -hmm. and for two weeks and go fight. Yeah. I would run, I would, I did the national JOs. I was, 
I did, um, but I beat all these good guys. I beat Olympians. I beat mm -hmm. Teofimo Lopez mm -hmm. multiple times. I beat, you know, all these guys. I, I dropped Carlos Balderas. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I had good good fights with everybody. Anybody you can think of, I fought them. Yeah. But it was just, um, what would separate was, um, I didn't. I was never really prepared as as you should be. Mm -hmm. So I would. I'd have that little bit missing. But um, yeah. I got to represent USA. I went international. I beat Russian. A uh, Russian. Um, you know that's tough to do mm -hmm. in those yeah, of course. international. Mm -hmm. I've been in the amateurs. Yeah. Those are those yeah. are rough. Those yeah. are rough guys. You know? Yeah. So um, I got to experience it all. But um, my my main thing was always turning pro. Mm -hmm. I never wanted to be an Olympian. I never had that in my mind. It was always you know. I want to you just wanted to, you just looked at your amateur career as a building block yeah, towards yeah, yeah. your pro career. Yeah. yeah. And I I I kind of did the same yeah. thing. You know, I had goals uh to accomplish as much as I could in the amateurs, but yeah, my yeah. ultimate goal was I wanted to be a professional boxing world champion. Yeah. You know, I wanted to be on at the time it was HBO and Showtime. I wanted to be on those networks and you know, yeah. do what those guys my heroes were doing, yeah. you know. So yeah. of course, um but you 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 also set the smaller goals that lead you to the bigger goals. Yeah, Once yeah. you turn pro, um what year did you turn pro? Uh, 2016. 2016. Yeah. And, and I know you signed the top rank yeah. now. Did you sign the top rank at that time, or did that come later? No. So um, my first three fights I did in Mexico. Okay. And um, then I got picked up by Mayweather Promotions. Mm -hmm. um, I was with them for three years, did uh, nine fights. Okay. And then um, so we've been working fight to fight with top rank. Mm -hmm. uh, I knocked off one of their fighters. Mm -hmm. Then, I, then um, we just um, did a deal with them, so I just signed about mm -hmm. like a month ago okay and um it's yeah, a long, no, longer term deal or is it yeah it's a long term oh long, long term, term right. yeah you have a manager or, or you you and your brother this is me and my brother oh man all this, the is, way this is great man <laughs> 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 all right man you know we, we, we've done it's like a movie man up. if you, you, crazy, you yeah. keep yeah you keep going and you've got a good story you know yeah. we, we, we've dealt with a lot you know being are your parents together uh they're split they're split yeah it's like typical like a lot of a lot of times it's kind of background yeah that's when it started going bad how old were you when they your parents split uh, I was about like twelve. Oh, you twelve? Oh, yeah. You were seventeen. Sixteen. That's oh. when it started going bad. You see, that's, I feel like that's a more challenging age. You see, my parents split when I was six years old. It, I, I don't feel like it was as bad for me. You know what I mean? It was bad, but I mean, you don't have, you don't get to build something to miss it enough. You know what I mean? At the, like that age, use, you know, twelve and seventeen. Something has built up. And yeah. then when it goes away, you get you have to miss it. I I can't. I only experienced one side of it, but I feel like just looking at it, I feel like it would be harder to go through the split at your age because you, you know, a relationship has been built up within a family at that point. You know what I mean? And how, how, what did that lead you to do? Is that when you started less focus on boxing? That's what it was. It is like the, the bad things. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know. Well, that, you know, that's a, that's, a, that's a legitimate statistic. I used to always think like, really? I used to always think like, ah, oh, man, that's just people complaining. You know what I mean? I, I, my, my parents split it and, and I, I went through a bunch of stuff. But you know what? Look where I am. But when I got older and I started being more mature about it, I'm like, yo, those statistics they give, like there's like an eight to one ch chance that like you won't finish high school and you, 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 or you might get arrested or just, you're, you're, the, the, the the parents splitting automatically mathematically just creates higher odds of just every negative thing happening you know what i mean and i started when i started observing it in life as opposed to just assuming when i was younger i was like yo man yo this is crazy you know what i mean it, it, this really does get crazy you know and so you know you it's it's almost like more psychologically challenging because you're you're developing as a as a human being as a grown man you're trying to become a grown man in which you know you're doing grown man things grown man responsibilities but you know you you need to understand how that is. And now 
with your family split, it's harder to figure that out, right? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it sounds crazy, but I think as far as what I do, mm-hmm. as far as being a fighter, it kind of helped me um, to have that discipline because, you know, in those times, like, I learned a lot, you know, that I had self-discipline, that I really wanted a box, that I didn't want anything else because I didn't have nobody, my parents telling me, hey, where are you? Do this, go to school. Yeah. I was already, when I was 15, me and him were living together in an apartment. Yeah. So I didn't have nobody tell me, go to school, do this. You know, I, I, I dropped out. Did. I didn't go to school at all. And um, so I could have done you, whatever. Yeah, you, know? you did. That's how you know you have a passion yeah. for it. Same yeah. thing with me. You know, my, my grandfather took me to the gym and then he was like, yo, go. And he wasn't checking on me. I just yeah. ended up liking it. Yeah. And, and that was it, you know? But that's how you know, because a lot of times yeah. you can see these kids, their parents drag them to the gym. Yeah. And yo, I've seen some real talented kids do that. Yeah. They, they, but it never turns out well, bro. Yeah. They, they, you got to want it just as much. So with nobody dragging you, you knew that that's what you wanted to do. Was nobody was, you could have stopped at any given point. I used to uh, ride a bike to the gym, to a boxing gym, and then ride a b- bike back home. That was my way to the boxing gym. After school every day. So it wasn't like... Like, no one forced me. No one forced me to do these fights. That's why I would go to these shows alone because it was me just running, hit the bag. Yeah, uh, there's a fight next week? Okay, let's go. And yeah. then uh, if my brother couldn't make it, if not, I'd find a ride. And, hey, who wants to work my corner? Yeah. And that's and that's how it's been. And, but you gained your yeah, experience. Yeah, you know? so that's why I said, you know, I, I found out who I really was and, and, you know, that I really love this, you know, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm, I'm really And you know, also made the for character, it. too. Yeah. You know, they say... Uh, uh, Boxing builds character, but in reality, boxing reveals character. Yeah. You know, you're gonna see who you really are, um, just in in your overall mentality about your boxing and about your career and just about your training methods and about everything. You know, like yeah. you can't cut corners in this. You know, and then if you can't cut corners, and when you're in a tough situation and you have cut corners, you pay for it on fight night. You know, and then if you pay enough. You cut enough corners and you keep paying for it on fight night. You're like, man, I don't want to do this. It's just yeah. too hard. Yeah. But when you love it, no matter how hard it is, you you always love it more because you just like to love to rise to the challenges. So you know, you turned pro in 2016. You got your first three fights in Mexico, and now uh, you're uh, on the verge here, man. 16 and 0. Yep. You know what? 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 Short term goals you have? Long term goals? What's going on? Um, honestly, I, I'm I'm with whatever um whatever they bring to the table. Um, I let. I let really, like I told my brother, you know, the opponents and everything, just just find me an opponent. Mm-hmm. And that's how I am. I, I look at every opponent the same, hard or easy. I mean, I just train, you know, expecting, you know, for the best fight. And I want to give out my best performances. I, um, but hopefully, you know, you know, have my first main event by the end of this year. And um, who, who do you rank in, uh, in your weight class right now when you look at certain names? Because you... You're at the point now where I'm sure the champions are yeah. starting to cross your yeah, mind. Yeah. You know, uh, I remember being one or two and zero, oh and thinking like the guys that are champions right now are not going to be champions when I get to a title shot. But yeah. by the time I was at sixteen and zero, oh, I was looking at the champions and thinking I could cross paths with some of these guys. You know, uh, so who who are you looking at? Who who do you notice right now, or who does who impresses you? Who who this, what's your opinion on the, on the landscape of, of the 130-pound division as a whole? Um, right and now, do you expect yourself to stay at that weight class? Um, you know, I don't expect myself to uh, stay there. I want to... Um, do you want to fight for a world title at that weight class? Yes, yeah. Okay. So I want to get it and maybe defend it, but I want to, you know... Move up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, even right now, if certain fights, I would take out 135 if they're willing to do it. Um, mm-hmm. But, 
uh, you know, right now the champions at 130. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not like crazy impressed by them. Mm-hmm. I'm really not. Um, well, Javanta I, just decided he's leaving completely, right? Yeah, so he's never yeah. coming back to 130 pounds. Yeah, he's, he's at a higher weight class. Yeah, but what? Um, you're not impressed about 130. I'm trying to think of 130 pounds right now. Who do we have? Um, we Oscar have Valdez, Shakur Stevenson, Heron. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what and do you think of all those? Okay, give me Shakur Stevenson. What 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 do you think about it? Obviously, they, um, that's the that's the one that they're talking about, like the jewel of the weight class, and maybe even boxing. What what are your thoughts on him? Because it be, being a top ranked fighter, yeah, yeah. It, it could be the title shot yeah. you get. The winner of this fight here between Shakur and Valdez may be may be reigning for a little while, unless yeah. um, could they could move up, but it could be reigning for a little while. So it might be the title shot you get. What what's your thoughts? Um, you know, I I do think um, you know, all respect. You know, I do think that, you know, I'll tear them apart. Any mm-hmm. Shakur, Oscar Valdez, all the champions. Mm-hmm. Um, the gold medalist, the Brazilian, the Robinson, the one that. Contestado. Yeah. yeah. I sparred him um, and, and I lit him up. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a fight that I do want as well. Is I'm he, a, he a top ranked fighter too? Yeah, so. 130 as well. And, um, you know, th- for me to get these fights, I think it'll be really hard because I'm really underrated. Um you gotta talk, bro. Yeah, you gotta, like, you yeah. gotta, you gotta open your yeah. mouth and just let it. In. Uh-huh. Yo, I, I, when I, when he I was like your, the talker. Yeah. when I was, yeah, well, when I was your age, bro, if you didn't, <laughs> I just disrespected everybody. And get myself. I, if you don't want to fight me, you're gonna want to fight me at a certain point, you know. No, I think you know that 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 comes when like um, you know, my talk comes out when I perform. Like when I spar these guys, I love to talk. I love to talk and. And like, but that also makes them not want to fight you. <laughs> so, you know, if you don't, if you don't insult them, when everybody sees the insult, then everybody's gonna be like, "Yo, you're gonna let them, you're gonna let them talk to you like that? Yo, you gotta beat them up." You know, in the gym, be like, "Yo, thank God this was in the gym. I'm not, I don't never want to see this guy again." <laughs> you know, like, so yeah. it, it can work against you. Yeah, I, I do think I'm gonna have that breaking point very soon, where you know, you guys will hear, it, and I'm gonna go. You know, everybody's gonna be targeted, all the champions, and even in the next division for future fights. Because um, I do feel like I'm, I'm one of the best right now, and um, I don't get the credit for a lot of things. I mean, I haven't done a lot yet. I don't think so. Um, well, in terms but, of your goals, you have higher goals. Yeah, yeah. But, but, of course, you want people talking about yeah. you. And, you know, this, 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 is a, a still, this is an entertainment yeah. business, so yeah. you've got to have a little bit of a balance yeah. of everything. You know, like Jake Paul can't fight, yeah. but look how many people talk about yeah. him. You know what I mean? So it's like you've got to have a little bit of a yeah. balance there so that people gravitate to you maybe for other reasons yeah. and then be like, oh, man, this kid can fight. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so it's a little bit of a balance. Yeah. That's the generation we live in. Yeah. I just really want to prove I'm the best, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I love to talk to and I love to entertain, but – so, you gotta, so that's what you got to tell them, yeah. bro. I'm going to show you that I'm the best. I'm the best. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you got to tell them. You yeah. got to generate opinions. They may not always like you, but you got to generate opinions. I feel like, you know, I could, I could feel the, the passion and enthusiasm in you when you talk boxing. But I feel like in terms of what the media and the, and the, and the response they'll give to your tone, yeah. they may just look at, you, look at it like, okay, he's good. But you know, when we yeah, see him, yeah. we'll see him. You, if your tone has, you have to... You have to make your words, your voice, you have to make them feel what you feel. I, I, I get what you feel. I, I, yeah. can, I can sense it. Even if you're not in, you don't sound enthusiastic, I, I can say the way you're putting your words together. I know this, you live for this. And I can see from the story that you come from, the background that you come from, bro, that, nobody come from that kind of background and just not, not going to be hungry for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just, want, I just want to make sure people are getting out there and, and, and understanding you, you know, so that way when you arrive, 
like, oh, I knew that kid was going to be there. You know what I mean? Like, I was, I was waiting for this kid to get that shot. You know, because looking and talking to you, I'm gonna, you got me, th- you got me yeah. convinced. You know what yeah. I mean? And talking to you, I want to say, like, I want to be able to tell people, yo, watch this kid, bro. I want to I I see him. I want to see him when he, when he steps up. I'm looking forward to seeing him when, he, when he's at that level. God, look at your record. You've stepped up pretty well already. Yeah. But I want to see him fighting the guys people talk about. You know, when you start seeing guys that, you know, you're going to start seeing your rivals. But you know what it's when it gets funny? I'll tell you when it gets funny from my own personal experience. When you start seeing guys you were watching on TV before, like, you know, because you fought a lot of times you fight like ex champions on the, and they're fading out when they're trying to bring you up and you start when you start fighting these guys that you've been watching on TV for years and, and stuff, you're like, oh. now they're looking they're across the it's sparring is one thing, and you they're looking at them across the ring and you watch these guys for years on TV, you're like, Oh man, you know, it's on, it's on, man, you know? <laughs> like that's when you really start to feel it. But um I can I, I I get the sense of you, man. I, I actually I, I I like your story. I and I'm glad I got to hear it because it, I feel like this the the human side of boxing is not explained enough. You know, there's so so, every, so many fighters have a story that you can that most people can relate to. There's a lot of, there's a lot of things that people can't relate to with professional athletes. But boxing is such a a human sport. You know what I mean? It, that there's so much relatability to us that they don't get it. You know, they don't, people, people don't get it and people don't gravitate to it because our, the, our stories are not, are not told enough. So uh, I'm glad you got to tell your story here, man. It's, 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 it's cause I, you're going to make me look forward to seeing you as well. Uh, who were your favorite fighters growing up? Um, you know, Oscar De La Hoya, um, you know, right now, Canelo Alvarez. Um, I did like Chavez a lot. Um, Heritage. You know, I was. I was Mexican like, heritage. I was, I was. But but I also looked up to you. You yeah. know, I, in certain in certain. Fights, I, well, like, I just talked a lot. <laughs> well, well, when you beat when you beat Juan Diaz. Yeah. Oh yeah, know, yeah. I, did, I remember that fight like it was yesterday. Yeah. You know, and um, you have like a highlight video with uh with the hair and uh, uh <laughs> crazy with, the, with the headband. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I know you've seen that. I had that uh, spiky hair. Yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so you know, like I looked up to a lot of fighters that. I, I'm a, I'm a I'm a big fan of boxing. I don't miss a fight. So again, it's passion though. Yeah. You know what I mean, when you're passionate, you know, I, I see sometimes these fighters telling me like, "Man, I don't watch boxing." I'm like, "Do you like what you do, bro?" Like, I don't know, bro. Like, when I was coming up, I I don't catch every fight now. I'll be honest, but I, I try to watch as many as I can. But when I was coming up, bro, I watch everything. Yo, even the club shows on Friday night fights. If it was a club show local, I would go attend it. Yo, you just gotta live it because. You just, you feel like you can't, it makes you want to get in there and do it again. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it makes you sure. want to get in there and look forward to the next day and train again. So, you know, you got to start out as being a fan, yeah. a fan of boxing. No, yeah. I, I love watching sparrings. I love watching whatever, even if it's like, you know, them backyard boxing. I yeah. watch, you know, I, I sit on YouTube, watch those for yeah. hours. So anything that got to do with you know what's combat funny? I used to I used to uh, watch a lot of stuff, but if guys really sucked, I would be like, yo, I'm not watching this guy. Cause might, yo, I felt like guys, they would make me worse. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like, yo, I'm not watching these guys because something they're doing is going to stay in my head. It's going to mess up my timing. You know what I'm saying? But, but I get what you're yeah. saying, man. I get, but I would, that was mostly in camp. Like, when I was in camp, if I wasn't in camp, I would watch anything. But if I was in camp, like my my mind is focused a certain way, and I would start watching these guys that suck. I'd be like, "Yo, I'm not watching these guys, man, because they're gonna they're gonna mess up my my routine, my, my the way my brain is working right now." <laughs> it was crazy. It was funny. Um, where do you see yourself? Uh, end of your career, ambitions, goals. Um, I definitely want to be um, a unified champion, and and especially like now, early, mm-hmm. early on, and I want to move up um, weight classes, and you know. I want to come out, um, you know, healthy and and 
on my terms, of course, like any fighter would want to come out. And uh, but I do see myself being multiple division champion and and honestly one one of the best. That's what I'm aiming for, being one of the best. And I know I can be. I believe in myself. And I mean, you know, it's the daily grind, yeah. man. You just live it, and and you and you and you think about your goals and you think about your dreams every day as you're going to that through that grind, man. I used to think about it, but I used to think about it every day. I used to drive into the gym. My mind would just start daydreaming about, you know, where I, where I wanted to be and where I wanted to, how I wanted to change my life and how I wanted to, you know, achieve certain things. Jogging, you know, yeah. I'd be jogging. I'd be thinking about, you know, my trainer picking me up with my world championship. You know what I mean? I'd be jogging, thinking about that. You know, like it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a great time to come up the ladder. You know, I, I people sometimes they get so caught up and they always do. I, I'll be honest with you. When you're coming up the ladder, you're, you're thinking so always ahead. Your goals, yeah. your goals, your goals naturally. You never, so you never really get to appreciate the journey until it's over. And you're like, yo, remember when I was that age and I was thinking, I had this way of mentality, this way of life mentality. My mindset was like this. Because like, you can't ever repeat that. At a certain age, you, that, that goes away, you know, and, and you don't, it doesn't come back. You know, but you can kind of remember feeling that. So the way you feel right now, but I'm telling you. Don't forget it because eventually comes a time in your life when it goes away and you look back on it and be like, man, no one used to feel like that. That was crazy, like that, just that fire. You know what I mean? That, 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 that it, it, you know, life gives you different things. Eventually, you know, you get older, you retire, you appreciate everything you've done, you appreciate your, the, the work you put in. But the way you feel in this moment, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you always th you're always thinking ahead, but looking back, when I, when I think about when I look back, I'm, I, I say to myself, man, I, I sometimes miss feeling like that, you know, like I, I wanted to get all the money and I wanted to get all the championships and I, I got caught up in looking ahead and I didn't get to enjoy the moment, you know, so remember these moments, man. I always tell people too, at the time I was coming up, we didn't have smartphones and camera phones, you know, so, and people used to always tell me, record a lot of stuff as much as you can, bro, what am I going to carry around a random camera with me? You know what I mean? Like it was a lot harder. You guys have these smartphones now, record everything. I'm telling you, footage of everything, man, footage of training footage of press conferences, your own footage, footage of you being out among friends, you, you discussing boxing. I'm telling you, bro, you're gonna look, it may sound stupid right now, but in 10 years, you're going to wish you had some of this footage. I know I wish I had more than, than I have. Man. So well, you know. It feels amazing right now. Like I do look back. Like, and, and record think, it. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It feels amazing recording because <laughs> I'm telling you, in 10 years, yeah. it's going to feel different, but it's going to feel cool to look at it and know how you felt in that moment. Record everything, even the stupid stuff. I told the y'all yeah. was this, yeah. and they started doing this, yeah. and then, now they just recording everything, man. I'm telling you, it's, it's because I can see, I can sense the passion you guys have and, and the enthusiasm you guys have. And, I'm telling you, man, it's like the way you feel right now, you want to remember it, man. I'm yeah. telling you. you. You don't want it to go away, yeah. but eventually it does because you move, you get older and you move on in life. But but you want to never forget this. And to be able to see it is even cooler than just having a picture in your head. I'm telling you. Yeah. I mean, it's a great feeling right now because when I walk into these venues mm -hmm. um, here at these casinos, big casinos, you know, these guys are coming in, what, five, ten guys in their team, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's just me, my brother pulling up in our car yeah. to the venue, just me and him, you know? Yeah. So, that, so I think about that after weigh-ins when everybody's away. I think about that, and I'm like, man, you know, I made it. All these companies, you know, promotional companies want to sign me, and I'm just thinking back like, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it feels good. Simple feels beginnings, good. humble yeah. beginnings, and yeah. And it's just, at, at, and break know, down barriers. No managers, no no nothing, just mm -hmm. me and my brother. And, mm -hmm. and that that's what makes it feel good. So, you know, I, I do look back, and I'm like, Wow, you know, like especially when I got the first round knockout, because mm -hmm. you know odds were against me. I was supposed to lose, um, 
you know, we took that fight quick. Um, you, you know, you big opportunity. That? You guys want to watch that real quick? We can uh, yeah, just, I, put I, the clip I, in, yeah. That? Can we get the computer? Uh, yeah. You know, this was a guy that, you know, was a couple punches away from knocking out Oscar Valdez, which mm. is the champion, you know, mm. tough guy. Which is the guy who's now yeah. fighting a unified yeah. world championship yeah. fight, of course. So, um, all, you know, they were saying, oh, you should win, just win, box him, do whatever. So in my head, you know, I'm, you know, I, I was even telling my brother, you know, I, I felt like a lot of people weren't thinking I, I would be able to hurt him. So mm -hmm. I was just like, okay. So that's what made me work extra hard to get the knockout. Mm -hmm. I want to knock him out. Mm -hmm. And um, so, you know, anyways, after that fight, I was like, wow. You know, that was <laughs> the best feeling ever. First round knockout with a guy that was supposed to beat me. Yeah, in a 50-50 fight, yeah, right? Yeah. In, in Oklahoma. Um, that was, I've only, other than my Mexico fights, I've only fought in here in mm -hmm. Vegas. So, um, that was my first that time. That was a travel in yeah. a while. You yeah. seen it, Paulie? All right, let's check it out. All right. Bang. Angle too, wow. Yeah, he's out, bro. Put, put the slow motion one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it to the real. Look at that sidestep. That's everything right there. You see? For anybody watching, that, that, that step around right there after the right hand. That's that's from the training, bro. That step around. Look how you set up another angle off the train. Now I'm being an analyst there. Boom. And that's why he doesn't see the hook coming. For everybody watching at home, you understand what how this is knockout is created. Right hand, sidestep, hook. The hook, he never sees the hook coming. You see that, man? Yo, when somebody used to make that move on me, I used to just try to <laughs> fall into them. Just try to smother them. <laughs> try to bulldoze my way in that and, way. And he I stood promise, there. And you, that yeah. sidestep was great. I promise that's going to happen to all the champions. Right I'm going to end just like that. Yeah. I'm oh, that. And that, that, that's what we want to hear. That's what we want to see. No, want to hear with, hear with enthusiasm. Because yeah. obviously, they're going to disagree with you. Yeah. They're going to tell What are you going to say? You, when they disagree with you, then you got to have your answer back waiting for them. You go, you're going to sleep or something. You know what no, I mean? No, I, I promise. You know, we're hearing it first. You know, I do believe. Because you know what it is, bro? When you tell somebody you're going to kick their ass... Yeah. It's not believable if you say it too nice. So yeah, you know, don't mean like, it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah. you gotta, you can, there's, there's like people are like, oh, I don't like Trey Buck. This, you gotta, this has to be a level of disrespect when you say something like that. You know what I mean? Because it's not meant to be respectful, you know? <laughs> but yo, well, yeah. that was a great knockout. We, we look forward to seeing more of you, Andres. Good thank stuff. You, I, you. I'm glad uh, you got to come on the show and uh, you know give your thank story. You. Louis, uh, thank you, man, as well thank for you, for coming on, man. Thank you for and, the education and uh, the, the uh, life experience. Uh, absolutely, know, it's, it's gonna stay with us. Absolutely, and, and record everything, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, record it, everything. Yeah. When you get out of the car, just you guys and you guys are record. You know, you guys walking into the arena and just That's what it. you see and just talking to the camera, whatever. You know what I mean? I'm telling you, it sounds so stupid. Even 15 seconds. No, I'm glad you said get that. Get these little clips. It was already part of our our marketing campaign mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. this fight. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna. See a lot, a whole lot more stuff. Good, good. Know. And even like I said, even if it doesn't, you get used in marketing. I'm telling yeah. you, later on, you're gonna see these films, these videos. I'm telling you, ten years from now, fifteen years from now, I'm like, yo, remember this? When we did this, sound looks it looks it looks so, stupid. Polly, if you could give uh, Team Cortez some advice right now mm -hmm. from where we're at, like personal, I um, want it raw and real. I don't um, want no no uh, feelings. Personal no advice as you get up, the, as you go up the ladder. I tell you what's gonna happen. When you go up the ladder, um, you're gonna have be making more money. You're gonna have more success. You're gonna have people coming out that are going to start asking you for things, favors. And I, what I noticed, people used to warn me about this stuff, but it wasn't, it wasn't as obvious, you know. Like so, people are like, oh, they're gonna people are gonna start asking you for money. Are people gonna want to be your friends that weren't your friends before? And I was like, yeah, I can see that happening, but it's it it happens in a subtle way. Like, you'll have 
what will happen is here's what I noticed and what, what the things I used to hear before I became champion and things I, I, I look back on now. Here's a big thing that I remember. People say, oh, people change, man. You know, they become famous. People change. You know, they, they, they make money. People change. Some people do change. I'll be honest. I, I've seen people do change. But in my perspective, I always tried to be as, be as, you know, keep my feet on the ground as much as possible. And I'll say this. The main change that happens when you get to that level is people change towards you. They look at you differently. Even your own friends, your own family look at you differently. So automatically, if you don't make that pivot and change towards them back, they're going to eat you up. Even your own people. You know what I mean? Expecting things or wanting things. Automatically, they change towards you because they weren't like that before. You know what I mean? So all of a sudden, it, the change towards them forces you to change. Don't get me wrong. Some people get there and they want to change themselves. Like they, they, they get their head is big, their nose up in the air and whatever. But they, the, the thing is, a lot of people you knew before changed towards you. And also all the strangers come into the picture as well. So you've got to also know how to balance that without coming off too arrogant. But at the same time, still understanding how to protect yourself. You may lose friends and then people may get mad nonetheless. You can't make everybody happy, but you've got to understand how to properly balance that. So you don't look like the guy who just changed out of arrogance, but at the same time, you did have to make that adjustment towards people because they do will change on you. Because here's the thing, people, I noticed one thing, another thing too. Those people that do ask you for money, they don't hit you with the, yo, man, I need, I need, let me hold something. I want to get that Rolex, you know, let me, it's not that simple. It's not that cut and dry. Like that's easy to say no to, right? I would get calls like this. I'll give it to you ladies. Got plenty of these. I suck at being like I didn't even realize it was happening. Yo, man, how you been good? Yeah, yeah, I've been good. You should, I just, you know, my, 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 my kid is, you know, he's, he's sick. He's, we've been dealing with a lot. I'm like, and you'll be like, oh, man, that's messed up, man. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that, man. I, I, you know, he's, he's good. He's going to get better. Yeah, you know, he's, we've been dealing with a lot. I've been taking him to, these, to, to the doctor or whatever or, or, you know, or, you know, I can't get him to the doctor because my, my, my car, it's, 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 you know, they, they totaled it and, and I got no, I, we had no car and I, and I was, and I'd be like, oh, that's my stuff. You, you don't even know, realize that they're actually going to ask you for the new car. You don't even realize that they're going to ask you for the money. You don't even realize that they're going to ask you for that. So now you've been, you've been uh, empathetic the whole conversation. I mean, they drag out the comment. You've been empathetic the whole five, 10 minutes, like, you know, being real supportive, you know, trying to, because you real, you also realize that being supportive from you personally that you're a, a public figure now m probably means more to them and you want to make them feel better man ain't not nothing to do with it man as soon as they hit you up for like five ten minutes of that you know, you think like, you, you got some of that I, you know I, I could get that so like i could i could i could help myself or i could now now you're now you're an asshole if you don't help them you know what i mean now you're like oh god like he got me. <laughs> I mean, so now so I learned to like keep those. I, mean, I learned to keep those short. Now I can see them coming, but at the time I didn't see them coming. And I had the warnings, but I just didn't realize, didn't get the warnings of how it happens. You know, listen. At the end of the day, you're gonna choose to help some people, obviously. You know, but you can help some people. You can't help everybody. Otherwise, you sink. The ship sinks with you on it. You know what I mean? You you you're trying to keep the ship steady. You know, and and people don't realize also. This doesn't last forever, you know. So it's uh, if you start getting too many hands in the pot, you know, end up with too many chiefs and uh, too many chiefs and not enough Indians, bro. You're the chief, and that's it. You know, what I mean, you guys right here, you guys built this empire where it's going, wherever it's gonna go. You built this empire, so you call the shots. And um, there's gonna be some times where people are not gonna like it. You know, some yeah. people, some people are not gonna like that. Even people that 
may have been close to you and they're not going to like it, you know, but uh, if you got to make sure you produce, protect yourselves first because you started this road from nothing and you know, getting and it's going to a place where it's becoming more and more valuable and the more value it picks up, the more you're going to attract these kind of things, both from strangers and from people close to you. So that's, what I, that's the advice I will give you. Thank you. Thank you. You got it, man. Yo, this is, uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Andres Cortez, his brother, Louis, look out for them in the, uh, on your local ESPN, right? Top rank yeah, as yeah. ESPN. Yeah, use, yeah. Use, user on the Shakur Stevenson card? Yep. What's going to happen on April 30th? Another knockout. <laughs> Another knockout. He, he likes to call his knockouts. He likes to train for, these, for his knockouts. Look for Andres Cortez on the, on the Shakur Stevenson Oscar Valdez card. And we look forward to seeing you on the next Paulie TV episode. Like, subscribe, comment. Let us know what you think of these interviews. Let us know what you think of, you think of Andres Cortez. And uh, I hope, uh, hope we've made you some, a few new fans today. Thank you. Till next time. Later, guys.